Warning, incoming game. Warning, incoming game. Welcome to Incoming Game Bonus Edition. I am Ben, the usual guest host, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Ben. It's nice to have you. <laughs> I'm too tired. I am Jessica, the only host. I occasionally invite Ben on to do some commentary. He's joined me today uh, as we start our bonus episode of... Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes, Nolan Hayes, our Patreon backer and constant commenter, has tasked us with the first episode of the 1995 anime? I feel like it's older. Is it that young? Let me double check. Look at all the research I did before this. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Evangelion? I don't know how you pronounce it. You're just going to mispronounce it all episode to drive people crazy? (laughs) I'm going to pronounce it differently every time. It was, yeah, October 1995 to March 1996. Uh, So before we start, Ben, what do you know? What is your history with Neon Genesis Evangelion? Almost nothing, actually. I knew literally the title. (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Yeah, no, I had had absolutely no prior knowledge to this going in. So after watching the first episode, I realized I had watched at least part of the first episode previously. Uh, I did not remember it. I have watched the movie before or at least a good chunk of the movie um in college and made me have no interest in watching it (laughs) ever again isn't the movie though like the ending it is it is the ending of the series okay because i did do that research after the fact (laughs) so you watched the end first like eating a backwards pizza i watched the end first which is not the first time i've done that with an anime (laughs) completely by accident uh i've done that before this one, uh, friends were watching it, and they invited me to watch it, and it's the last part. <laughs> there is a scene in the movie where Shinji, who we meet in this episode, masturbates over the comatose body of the blue-haired girl that we see in this episode. Oh no, really? Which made me go, you know, I don't know if I want to watch this series <laughs> ever. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm like, that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh but here i am watching it hey, there you go now now we're back to square one so you can see exactly how that scene comes to take place <laughs> yeah so there is a bit of a lens that i watched it through here like knowing that and not that there's a lot of reference to that happening later mm-hmm. but there's a couple of shots where i was just like oh i can see the way that they use the female form is <laughs> yeah it was just interesting so we start off with another one of those opening credit montage songs, which might actually be the same exact one for Mescaflone now that I think about it. <laughs> it's like, just like the cruel angel, young boy, so intent on seeking that gentle touch with your torrent of ardent pathos. Come on now. <laughs> uh, there are a lot more nude ladies in this intro than there were in the Escaflone one. Yeah. It's a rapid fire sequence of imagery. Got lots of faces, giant robots, and words flashing across the screen. I mean, it actually looks like it might be fun. And then we get our opening moment. The year is 2015. The future. Barack Obama is still president. Yay. 
and both left shark and the blue and black or yellow and white dress have taken the internet by storm <laughs> and a strange creature that looks like a scuba diver or something swims beneath the sea uh there are a lot of tanks in 2015 they're lined up along a highway facing out into the water so that they can try and eventually shoot at said creature and we know that we're in Japan, as a voice tells everyone to start evacuating. Yeah, they're broadcasting an announcement out to like a, an abandoned city. And a single car drives through this city as the driver is looking for a specific boy, Shinji Ikari. He is at a payphone, wondering why he agreed to meet some random Tinder date here. Yeah, the picture that she sent him, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> She's super thirsty. <laughs> like... He's, this isn't a surprise. She's not like kidnapping him to take him to the super secret government thing and like catfishing him right. to get there. Like he knows this is the lady that's picking him up to take him to the super secret government thing that his dad works at. She just sent him her Tinder photo for fun. Right. It's, she's being all suggestive and flirty. There's even an arrow pointing to her breast saying, attention here. <laughs> the boy at one point looks up into the street and sees a young light blue haired lady as opposed to the dark blue haired lady mm. um, standing in the middle of the street but when a tremor shakes him he looks back up and she is gone there's a whipping wind and these military drones in the sky that are being followed by a giant creature of some sort we get to see a control room where we find gendo uh, I only know his name because of a silly music video <laughs> that I have watched multiple times in the heyday of my anime fandom, in which someone just repeats, it's Gendo, over and over again. It's Gendo. I just wrote him down as Mysterious Glasses Man for most of the episode. <laughs> His glasses do have the fantastic anime glare, Yeah, uh, which I believe is now a thing that you can buy. You can buy <laughs> anime glare glasses. Nice. <laughs> he, he and the assistant are monitoring the creature and its movement, and one of them announces, It's an angel. And we get a glimpse of the creature's face, and it looks like it's wearing one of those plague doctor masks. It does. It's really creepy. Back in the city, missiles are flying by and aircraft are being destroyed just feet away from Shinji. The drones are firing on this monster. It retaliates by blasting one out of the sky and then stomping on it. And just then, a car pulls up to Shinji and the woman driving tells him to get in. They peel out, avoiding being stepped on as the drones continue to fire at the angel. I don't know why she had him meet her there. <laughs> I feel like there's probably better places. And I wonder, like, so was she setting it up as a date and then, like, was going to secret him away to this government location? That was my first thought with the picture. But I mean, like, he's not surprised. He's not like, oh, this this stuff you're giving me? Like, you've got a file on me? Yeah, sure. That sounds right. <laughs> so he must have known, right? I don't know. It's unclear. <laughs> the military, though, is giving it everything they've got to no avail. The officers are freaking out as the angel snatches a missile out of the air and just flays it by flexing. And I'm just like, guys, this dude's heart and ribcage are exposed. Aim for that. <laughs> they have decided to go for a special strike, uh, ordering it all secretly and under the table. And uh, the blue-haired car lady sees what's about to happen and covers Shinji as the explosion goes off. Yeah, it vaporizes the creature and knocks the car onto its side. I like how they stick their heads out of the window to watch the shockwave come at them. Like, the only consequence of that is just Shinji getting some dirt in his mouth. But yeah. It's like, yeah, let's look, let's watch the radioactivity from our... From... I thought that was really 
awkward too because he's like under her arm and therefore like up on her boob. Yeah. <laughs> which seems like a very anime thing to do. <laughs> I wanted to point out the um Gen was it Gendo? Gendo, the glasses guy. Yeah, well, who's his assistant? I don't know if he has a name. Oh, I don't know his name. Well he kinda sounds like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not dan castellanetta but he kind of has that homer simpson voice (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so back in the conference room the army is looking at the sensor readings to make sure that the angel is in fact dead and when they get visual back nope the beast is still there spreading its gills impervious to everything they have done to it and uh you know what i'm actually getting a lot of shin godzilla vibes from this which i realized later was because it was created by the same people oh really i did not know that yeah, I remember actually hearing at the time that Shin Godzilla was essentially an Evangelion movie, and now I'm starting to understand why. Interesting. Which I really love Shin Godzilla. That was like, it's one of my favorite movies, actually. Oh, curious. You might like the rest of the series, then. Yeah, I might. All right, so Shinji and, now that we learned her name, Miss Sato, introduce themselves properly, flip their car back up, and head back out into the road. Misato calling someone for a direct train and uh, fretting over her poor, poor car. Yeah, she has this dramatic inner dialogue. (laughs) And Shinji asks about the battery packs that she apparently stole to get the car working. And so she uh, says that she's an international government official, which he doesn't buy. (laughs) I don't think he buys that we'll get her off the hook for stealing car batteries. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the angel is regenerating and upgrading itself, just like Shin Godzilla. (gasps) It's interesting at this point, though, the kind of counterpoint that they're doing here this mm-hmm. like happy anime girl who's like sitting there worrying over her her loan and her dress and all that stuff and then cut mm-hmm. to like super serious like this robot will destroy us all right <laughs> so shinji and misato arrive at the un secret organization called nerve where shinji's dad works the un gives the glasses man control over the operation and he announces his plan to activate unit zero one but Unit Zero One doesn't have a pilot. He assures them that a spare will be delivered shortly. <laughs> like you already know at this point, like you can pretty much guess that Gendo is Shinji's dad, and right. that he is in fact an asshole. Yeah. So. <laughs> so they're in the car, and Shinji receives a dossier and wonders why his father has sent for him. So Masato's like, "Oh, you've got daddy issues. Me too. <laughs> Let's bond." <laughs> <laughs> and they arrive inside the secret Nerve headquarters, which is located in in upside down city i think an upside down underground city yeah which you know makes sense right (laughs) sure (laughs) masato is busy getting them lost in the giant city and eventually (laughs) has to turn to using the intercom to call over a doctor in a bathing suit to help them out now i i called her dr risotto because i didn't catch her name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> risotto works i just call her bathing suit doctor <laughs> yeah she's in the middle of doing some snorkeling and then she uh, comes barging into the elevator to introduce herself to the boy and they uh, discuss how shinji is just like his dad you know kind of a charmless ass <laughs> shinji does not seem to notice he's got his head in that super secret dossier book <laughs> trying to read everything he can about the big important city so he doesn't notice the giant hand in the background reaching out to him. Yeah, it's just kind of sitting there in the background. But uh, the uh, ladies are uh, chatting on about Unit 01 and how it has a slim to none chance of success. But they, uh, the room goes dark, and when the lights come back on, there is a giant robot staring Shinji in the face. Shinji's like, wait, that wasn't in the book. I checked the book. I read the book. 
Yeah, he frantically looks in the dossier and Dr. Risotto's like, don't bother, it's not in there. <laughs> this thing is mankind's ultimate, multi-purpose, decisive weapon, synthetic human Evangelion Unit 01, which is the secret project that Shinji's father has been working on. Man, it's a good thing that they came up with the nickname of Ava, because that is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the glasses man goes down to meet his son for the first time in three years. He says hi for all of, like, five seconds before ordering the deployment of Unit 1 with Shinji as the pilot. <laughs> oh, hey kid. Well, time to go. <laughs> Shinji is freaking out and saying, nope, not gonna happen. Uh-uh. And, like, they argue that he isn't ready because it took seven months for the last pilot to synchronize with her Gundam. But Risotto's like, all he has to do is sit in the seat. So, like, why couldn't just anybody go? Why does it have to be him? I have no idea. I think there's an actual reason because everyone that pilots it is, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's still a lot of kids out there, so. <laughs> so Shinji asks that same question, though. He's like, I thought you didn't need me. And the dad's like, well, turns out I do, I guess. And uh, <laughs> at one point, even Masato tries to convince Shinji to get into the robot. She asks him, she's like, why did you even come here? And it's like, wait, you dragged him here. He thought he was going on a hot date. He also thought he might be, like, reconciling with his father and not being forced into a battle with a ginormous killer monster thing. <laughs> Like, who would, like, no one would have thought that. No one would have thought, oh, that's why I'm coming. Oh, sure. That makes sense. But he still refuses, so Daddy has to order everyone to get the half-dead girl in a hospital bed there instead. They uh, bring out Rey, who is still injured from her last battle with Kylo Ren. They uh, wheel in her broken body as he watches in horror, and they start to reconfigure the mech for synchronization. Tremors rock the center again, and heavy floodlights fall from the ceiling. They're about to land on Shinji as he raises his hand up to shield himself, and the hands of the Ava raise as well, blocking the lights from hitting him. Yeah, everyone is shocked. And so uh, Shinji finally agrees to pilot the suit because apparently Rei is useless. God. <laughs> yeah, come on. You can't even get out of bed with like a missing eye and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he suits up and then realizes that he has to pee. He's like, can we stop? I, I didn't go to the bathroom first. And so the mech suit just starts filling up with pee until he drowns. <laughs> They're like, it's okay, you can breathe pee now. And Masato's like, come on, you're a boy, aren't you? You're filthy like that. Ew. After this, they pretty much get him high on acid as multicolor rainbow stuff happens, followed by some other weird crap, followed by the Ava being see-through. He starts tripping balls. <laughs> but they uh, prepare to launch and they disengage all the locking bolts which is like an extended unlocking procedure montage. And then they finally shoot him up to the surface where the plague doctor is waiting. Misato gives him a, well, don't die. And an untried Shinji faces off against the angel. Smash to credits. So, Ben, what did you think of this episode? Well, I was fully expecting to be rolling my eyes through this, but I was actually fully engaged. I liked it quite a bit. It was funny, there was humor in it, and all the, the quick cuts and the mystery of, you know, the story was, it all kind of worked for me. I kind of enjoyed it too. I was really intrigued as to how it gets from this to the end. Yeah. And I know there's some dark stuff that happens, because mm -hmm. um, there is also, a, like, a huge ending point to to it, so that I won't spoil for you, because I've... Well, that's why I hear the show gets crazy and, like, fucking weird down the line, so, which I'm also into, though, because I, I love mind fucks and just surreal <laughs> shit, so I'm, I'm on board for that, too. <laughs> yeah, from what I know, it does get fucking weird. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It gets really dark and really intense. I mean, it's, it's gain, accent, uh, gain accent ending is a trope I'm familiar with, so. <laughs> 
and I'm interested to see what was so divisive about it. But um, it's funny, like I said earlier, I could see the parallels to Shin Godzilla. So I, I, fe- I feel weird admitting this, but I actually might continue watching this. And, and even Ashley, who was watching with me, she, she commented that she's not someone who likes anime either normally, but she would be into watching the next one too. Interesting. One of the things I did notice, as I mentioned, I was, you know, coming at it with the frame of the ending in mind. Right. So it was interesting to me the way it was kind of male gazy at points, which it's anime. So male gaze is a lot of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the way that they shot the doctor that was coming out of the water. And mm-hmm. there's a scene in the car where it was, they were, we're looking at Shinji, but like through Misato's bare thigh. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's also when she like covers him up too, that's like her ass is right in front of the screen. Yeah, like a lot of the direction makes you think like, oh, the ladies are here for you to jack off on, which he will do later. So (laughs) (laughs) But that aside, I mean like it's funny, like I don't go out of my way to watch giant robot shows at all. You know, even like Escaflone had that giant mech suit thing, which didn't, you know, really resonate with me at that point. So maybe it's the genre, you know, where this one's kind of a sci-fi future with shades of, like, Akira and Pacific Rim, you know? Yeah, I I am intrigued by the darkness of it. Like, that makes me want to watch it. That's what's making me interested in it. Though I do watch, I guess, some giant mech stuff anyways, because I enjoyed Escaflone, and I'm currently watching the final season of Ultron, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for me like uh, for all the bonus episodes we've done so far i would, I would kind of put escaflone and avatar in kind of the same camp where i can see the merits of it and that it might be objectively a good series but it's not one that particularly like draws me to it see now i gotta get you a better episode of avatar <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like i wasn't expecting much with this one but it worked for me so well good so while watching this episode did you stumble upon a frosty moment it's a real quick thing. Um, yeah, so when Shinji is trying to like you know decide whether or not he's actually going to pilot the Eva, there's a couple of reaction shots of like these random crewmen in red jumpsuits just kind of hanging around waiting for him to decide. And just like their faces, like they're just kind of like waiting with bated breath and they kind of like got me like chuckling a little bit. Like for a second I half expected there to be like a janitor as well, just kind of watching in suspense. You know? <laughs> so what about you? Uh, so my frosty moment was... When Gendo was talking to the UN committee about, you know, how now it's time for his plan. And so Gendo turns around and the UN committee desk with all the members just sinks into the floor. <laughs> and I was like, wait, where did they, why, why did it do that? They couldn't just leave? They couldn't walk away? They have to have their desk sink into the floor? They live there? Yes, that was good too. <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, so now I have a soul story where they live under that room at their desk. Which is already underneath. They don't they don't leave there. They just stay at their desk and then they pop up every now and then and then go back down. You know what? Maybe it's because it's an underground city, so they're just going back up to the surface. Well that doesn't mean they're upside down. No. They're it going does. down. No, well they're going down from the perspective of the upside down. No, the gravity hasn't changed, Ben. <laughs> gravity How still you- works the same way. They're just underground. How do you have an upside down city where gravity isn't reversed? <laughs> Look, I said it was weird that they built it that way. <laughs> so what do you think? Are you going to continue or no? Uh, possibly. I think I'd like to continue Escaflone, I think, before going into this one. I'd have to be in the right mood for it. Knowing that it's dark and knowing that it's creepy, I'd have mm. to be in the mood for that kind of stuff. I feel like lately I've been in a much more happy-go-lucky phase. Hmm. What about you? You and Ashley going to check it out? I don't know about Ashley. She's not going to go out of her way to watch it. But uh, 
I know I might. I'm curious to see where it goes and like just to see like how it gets to whatever dark weird thing it gets to. You know, like I'm very curious. <laughs> and like I said, like I'm I'm all for kind of mind fucks and just like weird nonsense in general. So <laughs> I think uh, I think I might. All right. Well, thank you, Nolan, for recommending this. I think it was very interesting. So I'm glad that you did. And thank you again for being a patron. And thank you to all our patrons for listening to this because uh, you're listening to it because you are a patron. So we appreciate your support uh, and we appreciate your love of us talking about Reboot and other random things. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, we'll be talking to you next time on uh, Incoming Game. Stay frosty, folks. Stay frosty. Game over. User wins.